You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Woo-hoo! And uh, the outdoor adventuring for today, to talk about anyway for today... Yes, I'm excited is, about this. Is, one, ...is a topic that is near and dear to Brandon's heart. Yes. He has been an avid... I, I feel like I'm old, because yeah. the thing... Uh, yeah. <laughs> feel like? Yeah. yeah, I'd say that's accurate. Because my favorite sports are a little more mellow these days. <laughs> Stand-up paddleboarding, snowshoeing. <laughs> yeah, well... Me too, actually. So the other day... I've given up on rock climbing. I'm too old. Yeah. Although I think about it all the time. Me too, actually. I miss it. Me too. But I don't... It's weird because I don't miss... And this sounds bad because I'm... It's like I don't miss the culture, which doesn't... No, I agree. I don't like the culture. But but I don't... It's weird because I I do, but I don't. I like... I guess I don't like being... um, I don't like drama and stuff, you know, but I did like, I do like hanging out with friends and going, you know what I mean? Like that part of the culture is yeah. awesome. And, and the more the, the intimate side of just being friends with people in small groups, but, but it, it easily gets big and out of control. Yeah. Sort of, so, yeah, I loved back in the day that back in my uh, avid rock climbing days, going up to city of rocks with a few friends with the, uh, you know, I remember one trip my wife and I and my buddy and his wife and a couple other people went and just camped and hung out and climbed and that was super fun. Yeah. I I kind of am over I miss the, that. Yeah, the culture like the rock climbing culture, go to the climbing gym and the um and not all climbing gyms of course, but I sometimes the I don't know. I don't, for example, I don't like reading rock climbing magazines. I like Alpinist. I like Rock and Ice a little bit. But you get into like the rock climbing magazines where they kind of get into the, the, you know, rock climbing progressive culture, whatever, the climbing gym culture, all that stuff. And it's just like, that's not (laughs) I think the act of climbing is where it's like, that's the enjoyment of it. But, um, but I I, do, uh, I miss that, but I don't miss it too. I don't, I'm not in shape enough. I anybody can snowshoe. Right. So that's what we're talking about snowshoeing today. Um, it's just a, it's just a sport that, uh, you you don't have to train for. You can go rent from your local, you can come to gear 30 and go somewhere rent snowshoes and you are a snowshoer yeah yeah the thing that i love about snowshoeing is uh pretty much all winter long the trails are still there they're just under feet of snow what are you burping on the air (laughs) chase 
<laughs> I tried to lean away, but it just wow. didn't work. I have a mute button. <laughs> All right. It's in use now. We're never going to hear from him. Yeah. Rest of the show. Come on, I have important stuff to say. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, we heard something. (laughs) I didn't Uh, know. No, those. It was just a surprise. I didn't even open my mouth. It just. Whoa! Whoa. What's happening? (laughs) Yeah. It it happens. Well, you're drinking soda. Yeah. I'm trying to stay awake. Oh. Trying to stay. Oh, trying wow. to stay. <laughs> okay. So we're that boring. Sorry, sorry. Uh-huh. I'm trying to stay woke, as the people oh, say. There, there you go. Okay. Yeah. You're a long ways from that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no desire to be woke. Um, <clears throat> anyway. So, anyway, I uh, yeah. So snowshoeing. What's cool? So the trails, they're there all all summer, and then they actually are still there during the winter. They're just buried. And almost nobody goes on them. Maybe more so now than they used to. But when I was growing up, nobody would ever pretty much ever go on the trails. Whenever I'd go hike on the trails, I was like one of the only people. Now you have trail runners that right. are, that, you know, and then you also have fat bikers too right. that use those trails. Wait, don't, don't, don't call people fat. Bikers. The bike tires are fat. Uh, fat bikers, fat okay. I'll t- like do only fat people ride bikes in the winter? <laughs> <laughs> wow i think we all put on a little bit of weight in the winter just yeah i mean even the skinny guys look yeah. fat during the winter Ooh, you're up to layers. 155 <laughs> oh. sorry you're you lost your 145 runner's body yeah yeah so um <laughs> winter weight looks horrible on you <laughs> try adding another 100 pounds and you're about where i'm at <laughs> <laughs> me too unfortunately <sighs> um yeah, so the other day, you know how, you know, sometimes your wife might say, hey, does this dress look make me look fat or whatever? Mm, well, I asked my never wife. Never happens. Okay. Well, I asked my, well, <laughs> maybe not, but I asked my wife the other day, does this shirt make me look fat? And she said, no, the fat does. <laughs> That's actually fact check true. <laughs> That's what makes, yeah. it's not the shirt's fault. We no. tend to blame right. the shirt, but no. Yeah. So no, uh, she didn't actually say that. I, I didn't think so. No. But I would like to. I forgot what we were talking about. Snowshoeing. Snowshoeing. So, so you, you go out during the winter yes. and you hike the trails. Yes. And there's like uh, less than 25% of the traffic as you would have during the summer. Yes. And the, the whole surroundings look amazing. It just looks as beautiful yeah. as can be. And um, it's peaceful. Yeah. One of the, one of my, favorite parts of going out in the winter is just you get to see things that almost nobody ever sees and uh that's true of backcountry skiing that's true of snowshoeing that's true of cross-country skiing all of those activities you just get to go places that almost nobody ever sees well a lot of times in snowshoeing you're breaking trail you know you're make you're the first one there right yeah and and it's great workout if if you uh like to hike for exercise well go snowshoeing and you'll get double the exercise in the same hike (laughs) yeah um but but really snowshoeing is not nearly as hard as you might think like you go hike in deep snow and put snowshoes on it's actually surprisingly uh, relatively easy so you need snowshoes right and some hiking shoes hiking boots um which is which I, for the longest time, thought you needed snow boots. Right. But you don't. You, if you've got a pair of, which many people do, sitting in their closet, some Gore-Tex or waterproof light hikers. Yep. 
your 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 hiking boots that you have it at home they will work just fine in in most snowshoe scenarios right especially if you're just going out for a few hours mm-hmm. they're great now and now even um which i just saw i didn't topo's got the new run run not run is it run venture it's like the something venture it's like a three-quarter height but they also have it comes in a waterproof version I could look it up. Well, yeah, I can probably do it. It's but in, but a venture. shoe like that, like a tennis shoe that is waterproof, which uh, Lone, uh, Lone Peak Ultra Lone makes, Peak Solomon makes, you know, lo- lo- a lot of brand make brands. Make, we have to stop recording at three in the afternoon. If you guys are going <laughs> to yawn all the way through this thing. Did I yawn? Uh, yeah, you held it back, though. It was, <laughs> I, don't, I saw I don't, it coming, and then you were, like, dipped out of it. Back. Uh, I want to see what this Yeah. <laughs> Uh, He's yawning and doesn't even know. What's going on? Oh, I was going to win. And I hit a button and it went. It's okay. Mine's The Trail Venture WP. Trail Venture Venture and Trail Venture WP. Now, this Trail Venture WP has one and a half stars. So who knows what that's Yeah, that probably means there was one review and it was a negative. Yeah. But that that is a. Oh, two reviews. Waterproof. Huh. Hiker of. Tennis shoe style. What's why why negative? Terrible durability. This person says, this person, average Joe. I echo the sentiment above concerning excellent fit and protection. Horrible durability. These, much like Topo's running shoes, are the most comfortable shoes I've owned. Could not be any happier with the fit and comfort. Durability is lacking in a major way. I love the shoe and I'll probably buy them again, but they have got to step up the durability to survive. Then this other person says, excellent fit horrible durability okay so there we go so the durability part needs some uh which i'm not sure because uh, on their shoes they seem to last longer than ultra yeah my, that's been my experience now i've got the um the what is this the which what's this one called terraventure 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 2 on my foot yeah i have hiked or run Let's see. I did know. ten miles in the Terra Venture two on Sunday. Yeah, I can. I've I've hiked to run about hundred and twenty miles probably in these, and I think I've got uh, probably a good two or three hundred miles left. Pro tip: If them. you buy the yellow ones, don't do anything off trail in them. Yeah, <laughs> just wear those to work. They just look <laughs> awesome until they're covered. Oh in my dirt. god, they're terrible. Yeah, they're so dirty now. Yeah. I'm really sad about that. They yeah. were my favorite shoe to wear for like two weeks. Oh, they were. They looked amazing. Yeah, you don't even want to see them now. They're gross. Anyway, you can wear a, a waterproof tenny hiker as your snowshoe. Yeah. Shoe. Yep. Which is cool. Now, if all you own is a giant Sorel boot, you can still do it. It'll that. work. It's just a heavier load to carry. And sometimes they're too warm. Like, that's yeah. the thing is when you're hiking, you really just don't get cold that easily. Now, your feet can get a little cold if they're in the snow and it's extra cold. But um, when you're moving along, you generally don't get too cold. It's when you're standing around that they start to get cold. And Chase. those Sorrells are good for standing around. Yes. They get too little too warm standing, for yeah. hiking. Um, events and just uh, sightseeing, things where you're standing. Yeah. Uh, photography, stuff like that. Uh, but really, when you're hiking, you any any shoe that's sort of waterproof would work and then you can maybe throw on a gator um i want to know chase if you have snowshoed in blundstones no would I you not snowshoe probably in your not 
they is make that, they make an insulated they the, version. They were the know. perfect shoe until right until the. <laughs> They don't have Thinsulate or something in those? They, they have some that do. Mine uh-huh. don't. Okay. But I don't know. I just wouldn't. You just but, want something that laces. Well, yeah, they're just too they good looking. They don't right? lace. Oh. And they're just too good looking. Would they be uh, too loose, I guess? On the, too I think floppy? when you have a snowshoe on, yeah. Because the snowshoe's yeah. adding more like pull down. It's, you know, it, it. you need something that's got a pretty secure fit on it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, no, I would not wear Blundstones unless I had them a lot smaller which would mean they're less comfortable. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I think a lace-up is definitely something you need for snowshoes. Well, they're not required, but something that um, you should bring with you, as I find ha- handy while snowshoeing, are trekking poles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge help. Totally. Yeah. With the snow baskets. Yep. No. <laughs> Doesn't do too much if you don't have <laughs> baskets on them. If you just have the regular summer hiking baskets, you might want to go to your local gear shop, Gear 30, and, and swap those out for some snow baskets so that uh, – they perform optimally, but yes, uh, trekking poles, if you don't use them in the summer hiking, uh, you may find yourself, you might find them very valuable in the winter on snowshoeing. Mm-hmm. They're great snowshoeing. I agree. So. Um, and then, you know, I, I dress very similar to ski touring or, or split boarding. Um, if we're talking about that. Yeah. 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 Me too. I, uh, if I'm snowshoeing, unless unless it's like nuking snow, I'm wearing a light hiker, like a, a light soft shell pant, really quite a thin one. Yeah, where's that noise coming from? Some loud talkers out there? Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I wear a thin light hiker. Why do I keep saying that? A, a thin light soft shell pant to hike in. And if it's nuking snow, then I might wear a uh, a real thin or just a, a Gore-Tex shell or some sort of waterproof shell with very little underneath. Yeah, yeah. Just you just get too warm. You yeah. Need some, something that vents all the way. Maybe maybe a really super thin base layer and a Gore-Tex shell. Um, but yeah, thin. Thin uh, soft shell pants are my snowshoeing pant of choice. Yep, same. I wear, I, depending on how long you go, most people hike with a backpack. So snowshoe with a backpack. And, and, and a pro tip, you know, you keep your down jacket in there. Bring some hot apple cider, some hot coffee, hot chocolate with you. Uh, it is in the wintertime when you take a little break and you've got a hot drink. Oh, man. So, so nice. nice. So nice. Yeah. These little Stanley mugs, these are we're getting some of these uh, for our VIP members at Gear 30, so they'll look just like this particular Stanley one, but they'll have our logo on it. This size is like, I don't know what, do you, what is this? Is it not 16? It's is 12 it, ounces, it's 12? I think. Yeah. Good, great size for stuff like that, because it's not too big where you're hauling a bunch of stuff or whatever. But uh, Totally. Yeah, something hot, something warm while you're out there. And then you're, you know you're a pro when you do use the bigger size thermos and you keep it in your car and you come back from the hike and then, it, and then everybody gathers around your car because you pour a little something for everybody else. <laughs> yes. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, yep. It sounds like you've done this before. <laughs> um, some other things that I like to have, like uh, a few episodes ago, not a few, like... 10 episodes ago probably we talked about 
uh, the stuff that we carry in our backpacks and stuff when we're backcountry skiing. Similar for snowshoeing. If it's a short outing, maybe I, I don't bring a lot of extra stuff, but I usually will have an extra beanie, an extra pair of gloves if I need it. Just And I still wear a foam trucker hat. Because oh, I, you know, now if your my ears get cold, so buffs are really popular nowadays because of the COVID, and you put like a, a buff or something. Um, or if you have, so we now sell the R ones, you know, with a hoodie, like a lightweight waffle with a hoodie. Put that on. I, the beanie is like it's got to be cold to throw a beanie on because, and we're talking zero to ten degrees. Anything right. hotter than that, if unless the wind's blowing. But it, it's just too hot. It's just too hot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I keep a a beanie in my pack, kind of as an emergency yes. thing, not so Which much. Which everybody, as something yeah, that I actually totally wear. do that. In fact, I I gloves. I, I wear a lightweight glove, but I keep a thicker pair in my pack because you never know if you're gonna. Yeah. You just you just said uh, the COVID. Um, yes. The couple COVID. Of, couple of yeah. sentences should I, should ago. Should I have said the Rona? Did I say <laughs> well, I don't it wrong? know, but um, you so my, my little daughter, well, it just reminded me, my daughter, she's four. I don't remember what we were doing or what we were talking about, but we were with some family and my daughter said, it's because of the COVID. And I just That's pretty up funny. laughing. Yeah. She's like four. Somebody yeah. said, she said something about, oh, somebody was wearing a mask and she's like oh she's wearing a mask because of the cold because of the cold <laughs> kids are smart and I man just busted up yeah. and i was like yep funny. i told a funny and, story at work that i can't repeat on the podcast about my six-year-old son last night <laughs> <laughs> tell you about tell that, that one off air tell that off air <laughs> oh man <sighs> yep. so anyway um so then uh other things so in a, in a future episode we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty about snowshoes what snowshoes to look for which ones to buy um some of the geekiness of the of the actual gear but this is more the just cool like, thing about that sport is you don't need much yeah Mm-mm. you rent the snowshoes they usually if you rent them they usually give you poles right so and pretty much everybody that wants to go snowshoeing has hiked before and mm-hmm. has stuff to hike with a backpack and hiking boots and and pretty much everybody has a, a winter jacket and some you, you know just, winter pants or maybe even not winter pants but maybe just like a hiking pant and stuff with a base layer underneath that's plenty for almost all situations um so yeah pull, you really pull don't up much. your all trails app you and go. just find your local trail and walk on it with snowshoes in the snow yep. i mean it's pretty simple so and it's a great way to get out in the winter i you know a lot of people don't like winter but if and if that is you, if you decide, to, which I don't be weird, you're listening to this podcast. But um, <laughs> uh, if you know someone like that, take them snowshoeing. Yeah, take them snowshoeing, and they're like, oh, "Okay, I like this." Right. Like I get you outside, it gets you doing something. They real, they soon realize because they'll probably overdress. They'll put this big coat on and everything because they're used to being cold in the winter time. But it's more, it's hotter than skiing. Yeah, like it's you know so. Um, and once they realize like, oh, this is it's kind of fun. It's very simple and it gets you outside and then it gets them doing stuff in the wintertime. It's a good way to transition into winter sports. Yeah. My parents aren't hardcore outdoors people. They like to hike kind of. My dad, my dad now, his knees are horrible. He needs knee replacement 
um, on both of his knees. But oh, not looking forward to that. Yeah, but before that, probably <laughs> speaking of getting old, <laughs> probably ten years ago, we went on a family hike up by Snow Basin during the winter. We took got snowshoes and stuff, and my parents had never snowshoed before. They don't cross country ski. They don't downhill ski. They just during the winter. Uh, my wife, my wife, well, my mom goes to the gym on a regular basis. So she's in pretty good shape. And my dad isn't in very good shape at all. Um, but at the time we just put snowshoes on we're like, yeah, let's just try this out and see how it goes. And they both loved it because they thought it was going to be hard and it wasn't. Mm. They just hiked. Yeah. And, uh, it was way more fun than they expected. And there's no learning curve so right. it's not like skiing where you got to crash a bunch of times where you learn how to do it or whatever right. you just you just like although i did step out of a shoe it was those thimble oh, vetters. Fim, vetters yeah walk clean out of those things yeah i That's haven't actually thing. because i um know how to put know them how on, to put them on. <laughs> <laughs> um talk about that later yeah we'll talk about yeah. the brands of snowshoes and which ones to look for and stuff <laughs> in uh, in a coming episode so um let's see anything else that we forgot about snowshoeing do you goggle never no. not, okay i don't need sun, yeah, sunglasses get way but, too hot yeah goggling um goggling goggling even if it's even if it's nuking snow and blowing when i'm snowshoeing i don't goggle I just get too warm if yeah. it's nuking snow you're probably skiing right Ideally, yeah. <laughs> or swearing at why am I not skiing right <laughs> yeah. now? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I actually I used to snowshoe all the time back when I was a teenager before I had backcountry skiing gear. I strapped my alpine skis with my boots attached to them on my backpack and hike up the mountain in snowshoes and then ski down, and then uh, and then I got backcountry gear. Um, so I still love to snowshoe, but, um, I like, I love to cross country ski, but you kind of cross country ski on trails. And if you want to go exploring off the trails, it's, it's much more difficult to do, but you can just go pretty much anywhere in snowshoes. And so I, I do like the freedom. One thing to maybe a word of caution is, I mean, if you're, if you, if you, if really you, you imagine snowshoes and you think of them of the giant wood spoon things from yeah. like, okay, we've, we've come a little further than that. <laughs> All right. Um, however, um, also if you, um, maybe a misconception would be that snowshoes keep you on top of the snow. Yeah. Not so much the case. You right. do sink into this, especially when breaking trail. Right. Um, you sink less. Yes. But really they're designed to allow walking in snow to be a little easier it smashes the snow around your leg and stuff like that and and allows you to just kind of have the room to take additional steps if you were to take the snowshoes off in deep snow uh, and step down you're going to sink way further yeah. without the snowshoe yeah so they're designed they, that you don't post hole with every step right and, and if you've got five of you in a group and the one in front is breaking trail. The one in the back is not going to sink at all. Right. Fifth like, person is just cruising. Yeah, yeah. Asking why we're not going faster. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So rotate. You rotate. Yeah, it. rotate through and take take turns. Uh, breaking trail. It's a good point. Cool. All right. Well, there's the episode for today. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. If so, please subscribe and share with your friends. 
Uh, and check out gear30.com. That's G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com for all your snowshoeing needs, including snowshoes, hiking poles, winter uh, apparel, and nutrition, and all that stuff that you might need for that. And your Stanley insulated And mugs. we sell coffee. Oh, and we coffee. Do. High sides coffee. Mm-hmm. Huh. There you go. Keep you warm. Mm-hmm. We don't sell hot chocolate, but... Uh, Every, every everywhere else does Walmart. Every, yeah. <laughs> um, but what? So what's what's special about this uh, coffee? That it, you... It's specially only backcountry people can use it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So if you are a backcountry person and use you it. drink coffee, then yeah. it tastes way better. It's the, the coffee for you. No, it's more meant to go. Is that what it is? Is it? Yeah. Is it like a? Is it an instant coffee? Is it a coffee that you brew with your? thing or do you just I put it in hot water it with your thing it's actually you do <laughs> brew it it's a it's like a tea bag so you steep it put it in boom oh so you can let fill your you can fill your stanley up with water put it in there and, and let it steep while you hike yeah while you hike yeah. while you're sitting at camp drink, um, so we went to yes yeah, it's tea tea bag coffee brewing methods uh, um which i have that's my favorite method i do have um G- GSI that we sold yep. that has, it's like a French it looks just like a thermos but it's a French press kind of a right. thing um, cool but the thermos part it's, the coffee gets cold too fast so unless you drink it the taste is uh, is good but um, I'm really a fan spe- back, backpacking and even on this last trip to Yellowstone with a van I felt like the easiest way for me to make coffee was just uh, the to steep it you know and so i have a i bought like this giant box of folgers uh it's like the teabag version of folgers you know that you uh-huh. steep and by the time i get through that stuff high side will probably be here and gone i mean it, i mean it's probably gonna be 10 years before i get through all that stupid coffee because i just don't <laughs> i don't use it that in that right. scenario that much right. but um i really enjoyed the, the reason i like it backpacking is because it's uh it's easy to pack in and pack out. It's light. It's lightweight. Yeah. Um, but if you prefer grounds in a French press, there's you can do the you can do that with m- multiple different products. I think MSR has some stuff to do a French press with. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like the little GSI ones. But this is, High Side is a brand specifically made to steep and taste good in the backcountry. There you go. And it's local. Salt Lake. And it's local. Salt Lake. Local yeah. out of Salt Lake. Sweet. Yeah. So there you, take that with you when you go snowshoeing. There you go. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening. And um, let's see. I already said the Gear 30 stuff. And all that other yeah, stuff, you right? got that out of the way early. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, see you out there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>